How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. This week, we're going back old school, back to the Adam West 1966 Batman TV show. Um, but we've changed it up. We're slowing things down a little bit. Instead of doing two full episodes, we're just going to start doing one full episode for this show, and then three instead of four episodes of the uh, Batman animated Batman. series show. So just trying, because we talk too long about them. So the podcasts always yeah. end up being way too long. And, uh, like two hours or over two hours long. So I just had to split them into two parts and we're trying to cut down on that. So we're doing just one episode, which is of course all the animated series episodes are two parters. So we're going to do a uh, false face and, um, something with rat race, rat race. Yeah. <laughs> dumb, stupid titles of these things. Yeah. Well, holy, rats. holy rat race. A lot of rats a- in the titles. So we got, yeah. Um, true or false face and holy rat race. That's the episode we're going to talk about today, but that's going to be later. We got a lot of other stuff to get to first off with news and Ian doesn't think there's any news, but we have the most news we've ever had in one week of the, I know, I mean, of I the know, Batman movie. I, I mean, like I know they started filming. I mean, yes, been they little... started filming and there's already been set photos that have <sighs> been, that have come out. Yeah, so, I mean, like, little stuff. I mean, like, blurry, like... It doesn't matter. Like, it has started, Ian. It's official, and it started. What is wrong with sure, you? Sure, I mean, that's... I mean, yeah, the, the fact that they started filming is big, but, like, the set yes. photos themselves are, like, here's a guy on a motorcycle. It's like, oh, could this be Deadshot, but he's mobile? Like, no, like, it looks like Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I know, but, like, the whole, like, trying to analyze every set photo, like, that's where, like, I don't like, because that's when, like, stuff starts to get ruined. Um, eh. But, I, yeah, because well, like I mean that, that is true, but it was like yeah, like the Dark Knight Rises. They had a like, Marion Cotillard, obviously like on a Batmobile, looking like Rachel Ghoul. It's like oh okay, so she's clearly Talia. <laughs> and then what do you know? So right, like that's right. why I, I like once yeah yeah set photos start getting leaked. It's like no 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 no, and that's why freaking Marvel does all their stuff on green screen so they can limit a lot of that stuff. Don't care. It's not worth ruining the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, who cares if stuff gets spoiled? People are still going to go see it, and you'll have a better movie. Sure. But it uh, looks like we have shots, potentially, of Robert Pattinson. has a very uh, Batman Year One look to it. Yeah. This looks like kind of old, real old-looking motorcycle. Kind of old-looking hair. clothes. Yeah. Kind of kind of scruffy hair looking. So, I don't know. It looks kind of cool. And then, obviously, there's been some other shots. They're shooting over in New York near Central Park. Okay. So I, I believe that's where it is. So there's, you know, we've seen cop cars say Gotham and, and just stuff oh, like yeah. that. So just looks like it. I'm not exactly sure what this is, but it, it looks you know, they're obviously shooting in kind of a residential area over here. And so it's something, something like that, whether yeah, it's around probably. Wayne Manor, who knows, but yeah, who knows? Um, that has started. So some set photos coming out. We have finally actual confirmation that Colin Farrell is the Penguin, even though we right. already knew Colin yeah. Farrell was the Penguin. We have it official that he's the Penguin. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. I, I, I can see it. I still don't get it, but I mean, most Batman casting things, I feel like at least villain wise, we we haven't gotten like don't make sense on the surface. So yeah. 
and then they end up being fine or great or you sure. know, whatever. So most of the time. Yeah, yeah, almost almost all the time. So no no issues here. Um and uh there's even rumor that one of the one of the pictures has a guy in an umbrella or with an umbrella and like white hair, so people are thinking that might have been Colin Farrell's penguin, but you can't really tell from where the photo is, so who knows about that, but pretty cool. Um another cool thing though is Robert Pattinson was interviewed by um one of the uh, entertainment weekly podcasts and um mostly he was talking about the lighthouse as award season is in full swing sure. right now but at the end they also asked him about batman and he said a lot of things that i was a big big fan of oh because he didn't say much it was just at the end of the interview but he was just saying about kind of his decision to be batman and how you know there was always an appeal to it and he said that to him, Batman movies have always like attracted like really, really good directors and really True. and really good actors. So it has like this big, big kind of legacy to it that's not usually been just a cash grab. Yeah. Um, of course, you know Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Like, there's been some, but for the most part, that has kind of been the case with the movies. Like, oh yeah, yeah. They're they're taken seriously as movies. It's a higher standard. Yeah, higher standard for Batman movies compared to like every other superhero movie, I feel. So, yeah. you know, just, just he has like a respect for the movies from that standpoint. And then um, also another thing he was saying was he mentioned like ju just about the character and about the lineage of it. And he said, this is a quote. He said, people still watch the, the TV show that 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 is a classic TV cartoon and it's very very well done and he also ended nice. up saying the performances are great and it's it's very interesting it's like kind of pop pop arty tv and he said it was funny and how he was a, he loves the tv show and then of course he also mentioned the, the tim burton movies specifically because that's when he grew up he grew up watching those sure sure those movies as well but he he hung on the uh, animated series for a while and it was like nice. all right there's another tick in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you're going to take from anything or, or like look at anything as the, the pinnacle example, like that's the, the one too. Like, I mean, that, that shows you a lot of confidence right there where it's like I don't think I ever heard Ben Affleck or Zack Snyder or anyone in that group even mention the animated series. Like, now, it could be just a, a genius marketing thing to be like, hey, could say, be. say this, it'll get a lot of people happy. And But could I don't be. care. Don't care. Don't care. Who it's cares? great. Yeah. And that means someone is thinking about it and someone knows that that's the right thing, even if that is the case. So either yeah. way, good sign. It's so I thought stupid, that was kind of cool. That stupid Chris Terrio who brags about never seeing a Star Wars movie. Right. And he was tapped to write a Star Wars movie. It's like, no. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I don't care. I don't care if it's PR. If it is, it's brilliant. And so... That 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 all that came out kind of today, so that's okay. that's pretty Thanks. cool. So we got a lot of stuff still in the right direction there. I I still have hope. I, I still have a good feeling. There's um, still not been anything to detract from this, you know, uh, yet. That, no, that but that's we, the best part. But we have yet to see any costume or any character True. reveal, so that would be the big big test. Yeah, it will be. So hopefully those come out sooner rather uh, rather than they later. gotta. But. Yeah. Um, then, uh, there's not really other Batman news 
or anything uh, like that. Not really any thinking. other. Not really any other superhero news, <laughs> except uh, for the I rumor do... that Christian Bale is going to be in the next Thor. Oh, movie, yeah, I saw that. Which yeah, is one of country. my favorite rumors I've ever seen because of all the the memes going around at, uh, yeah, around it. And also a lot of dumb like salt. It's like it's like MCU fans are like trying to like like start continuous rivalry. It's like nobody cares. It's like the, right. the Nolan Batman movies have been done for god almost 10 years now it's like oof, he can do whatever he wants like this whole dc marvel like it, no one cares anymore it's like if, if he wants to be in a marvel movie it's like go right ahead it'd be awesome <laughs> he's a great actor yeah 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 for all sure for but i love all the uh everyone else who's making fun of mcu fans with it oh, we're yeah. just like mcu fans googling who is christian bale <laughs> yeah, like I that's uh, I, I think those are very funny. Um, the other news thing, not Batman related, not super related, but I feel like Ian appreciated it, was Ricky Gervais, the Golden Globes. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it was yeah. like I was listening to Ian talk. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> or just any voice of right, reason. Right. Anyone, like... any, any of us who, have, you know, who any normal, sane person who yeah. has any clue what's going on. Yeah, and anyone with eyes who can clearly just see all the BS that Hollywood promotes. I mean, it's just some, they're the biggest hypocrites in the world. And Ricky Gervais oh, yeah. finally called him out on it. I mean, granted, he, he did a little bit every time he hosts. Right. But this time, you can tell he, he knew it was going to be his last time. So it's like, I'm not leaving anything out there. Mm hmm. I mean, it was and, great. We, and it's, we've seen it kind of slowly develop. Obviously, with Dave Chappelle has been a forefront oh, yeah. of a lot of that. And, um, you know, there, there's a handful of comedians, Bill Burr, some other people who have sure. been kind of in that camp. And it was just nice to see on the biggest, you know, yeah. pat on the back, Star Wars type. place. Yeah. Right here, uh, Hollywood place. Yeah, yeah. Literally their favorite little safe space here. And him just totally throw a pipe bomb in it. it was so entertaining. It was so uh, much fun. I mean, look, I mean, they, they can't be mad because if it weren't for that freaking monologue, we wouldn't be talking about the Golden no. Globes like every year. No one even knew they were taking place. I didn't knew they were taking place. No, viewership for the Oscars and Golden Globes has like been on decline like for the last 10 years, like no every year. No one even knows when they, when they happen most years. No, and then, and then it's like, happen, oh, and then all the news comes out of the winners. It's like, oh, that happened last night. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, a month later, you can't remember what won. Not even a month. Like, a week right, later. because like, what they never pick picture? any actually popular or good movies. They always pick just random other stuff that nobody's seen because it's all snob appeal at this point. Yeah, or, or they'll have the pandering, like, they'll have a pandering nomination to, like, Black Panther or right, right. Uh, Mad Max. But they'll, but they'll never win. Like, oh, of course Joker not. Is definitely, Joker is that one this year. Like, Joker right. is so, it's, like, it, but, can but we it say? Shouldn't win anyway. No, can we say that Joker may be one of the most overrated movies of all time? Yeah, Ian, I'm sorry. I, I already have been saying this. I, I hate using the word overrated no, because, like, it's the accurate word. But yeah, in this case, I, I can't think of. I mean, it's the most. Like, the more I think about it, the less it makes sense. Like, I don't know if you know uh, Ralph, the movie maker. He's a YouTuber. No. Um, he's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. But he made a video because he doesn't like Joker. He's like, I'm sorry, I don't like it. He's like, I don't get it. And he made a he made a video about it, like a 20 minute review. And like he really went into a lot of things that just don't make sense that aren't that great that people kind of prop up and like the more I thought about it, the less that movie made sense like ugh. like There's I gave it like a nothing three... unique about this no. movie but it's masked as the most unique movie but yeah, it's all a lie yeah 
it's it's a lie though. I'm telling you, yeah, it's I, this generic script that at the last second they thought, you know what, we can make a bunch of money if we call this Joker. I swear, yeah. I would bet anything this script was already written. Oh, I would too. Like I and it, like it's graded on a curve against like Marvel movies. So right. Like, oh well, the fact that there's actual oh, it's different. It's and like, it's mature. Right. Like, no, it's still a terrible script. Really, Joaquin Phoenix is the only thing holding this movie it's up. It's so true. It is so true. Hence the fact he's in literally every scene. There's not right. one scene that he isn't in it because of you would just you wouldn't care. Because there's no there, movie. No, there are no other characters. Like there's nothing. No, there's de- no, there's not. And uh, again, Joaquin Phoenix won the Golden Glove Best Actor. Sure, oh, that's fine. Hurt. I got no sure. issues with that. He's amazing in the movie. You can't argue it. He's not playing the Joker, but I mean, no. he's oh, no. he's incredible with you know I, playing I, this this deranged, mentally terrible person. I personally would have hoped that Leonardo DiCaprio would win for Once Upon a Time. I agree. Well, we'll see. But again, I, I would I wouldn't be mad if he won. Right, movie, right, right, right. No. Yeah, like, no, I, I, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, that that was fun to see. At that the, was great. Uh, that was Golden Globes. Other maybe. things good though. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood cleaned up, and I was yeah. very happy with that. Brad yeah. Pitt won for Best Supporting Actor, which I feel like is unfair because he's not a supporting actor in the movie. But oh. they're they're very smartly put him in the supporting actors category because how Clean can up. anyone else win? You have a guy who's in the entire movie. How is he not gonna win? It's great. Like he he's, feels... he's not even a supporting actor. He's no. he's in the whole movie. Yeah, I'm pretty so, sure you follow him more than DiCaprio. It's it's it, it's it, it's at least close to fifty fifty. Like it's he's in it, if not as much, just barely not as much. And so I almost think it's unfair. Like of course he should win that because yeah, out of everyone, he's clearly the best one. So that was nice to see. Yeah. Um, and then of course the movie won best uh, best picture for musical or comedy comedy. so that was fair and then of course tarantino won for best script that's not even close of of course yeah definitely for script um so that was that was fun to see i enjoyed um i enjoyed seeing that don't remember if there's anything else i cared about winning i did like seeing that though uh winning uh i don't think anything else i care about i think so no like i mean a like ricky gervais just kind of stole the spotlight and it's like anything after that especially like the, uh, the actors who like who didn't get his memo and still gave like political speeches like <laughs> right. Patricia Arquette is yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. he kind of set the mood going forward like now you look stupid even more so than usual mm-hmm. yeah but that, that was great I wish I didn't dislike Patricia Arquette as much because she's a sister of our my other podcast oh, patron great. saint David Ar- David Arquette who's like uh-huh. my favorite person in the world so it's a shame his sister is that annoying but it's a shame she is terrible but it is um. Anyway, so now on I, to uh, what? I have some big news. I don't know if you oh, saw it, okay. but this may be the biggest news ever. Uh, the Morbius trailer might be dropping soon. So, Ian, have you seen any movies uh, this week? <laughs> no, I haven't. No. All right, uh, and the and the new Mutants trailer dropped again. Oh but God, who cares? I forgot. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> I know. I did too. I haven't watched the trailer. I don't care. But apparently another a new trailer dropped and people are like freaking out about it. And it's like, well, I yeah, hope I, it's good. They've had four years to make a good trailer. Uh, hey, I mean, hats off to those people who've been loyal to this movie and have wanted to see it. Like, I'm, I'm glad they at least are, are getting what they want. Cause sure, like, yeah, sure. Well, well, maybe. Literally, yeah, we'll see. But no one else could care. Like, again, we all thought this movie just got 
scrap, and we're like, oh, right. okay, no big deal. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious to see. I'm like, oh, that was I clearly forgotten about this. So, time to move on to uh, Movie Swap. I watched uh, Molly's Game, and Ian watched Cobra. And Ian, you're going first. Yeah, you, you want think? me to go first? I do want you to go first. What? What? I want to know Ian's little, little movie snob approach to the movie one snob. of the best action movies ever with uh, one of the best action movie stars ever. Oh, I, I don't even know how to start with this movie. I, I've been dreading seeing it because, like, I, I just, I. I've I've heard like two things, like two different opinions about this movie. Either like you and the Rachel Hollick who I follow on YouTube was really funny, like love this movie, like hold it up as a pinnacle of eighties testosterone badass movies. And then every other person I've heard is like, Oh my god, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It killed Stallone's career or helped kill it. No, good like, grief. All, That's the stupidest thing I've ever stuff. heard. Or I guess movies like this like contributed to his downfall in the I, I guess in the 90s it was kind of i don't know off the grid but i don't know anyway I, there's like there's no middle ground with this movie and i just it's it's the most ridiculous movie i think i've ever seen and i guess in good ways and bad ways I mean, the good thing is <laughs> i the good thing is what i did like about this movie is that i don't think i've ever seen a movie just like fly like not even like jj abrams movies where it's always like fast paced and oh we gotta run here and go here like I mean, granted, this movie is only like 90 minutes. My, my God, like, it does not waste any time. Nope. I mean, like, I don't think there's more than like five minutes in between every action scene. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, which is great because there's nothing worse than an action movie where there's no action and you're just bored the whole time. But you're definitely not bored with this movie. But nope. My my God, it is, I mean, the, the cheesiest, yep. I mean, yep. most cliched thing I've ever seen before. I mean, the, the music is terrible. It, <laughs> every piece of music <laughs> is bad. I mean, it, like, the, 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 the both times he goes to his apartment, there's, like, that song playing where it's, like, he, he's working hard or whatever. Like, <laughs> they play it, like, back-to-back. I'm like, what is this? And then, like, the, the love ballads. Oh, and then the final song just completely clashes with the whole tone of the movie. The whole tone of the movie is, like, this like violent you right know, and then the, then the last song's like this like 80s pop song like what you think like weird. kevin bacon's gonna come sliding out and start yeah, dancing that's yeah, what yeah. it is yeah absolutely like oh and uh oh my like the romance my god okay that i'm Appar- not gonna defend which which is even worse because apparently they were dating at the time yeah of the movie. that's his wife or was at like how point. is that how, how do you not have chemistry? <laughs> how do you manage to not have chemistry with a person you're dating yeah. in real life? Well, they didn't last long. Oh, yeah. I mean, I figured they got divorced, well, but I mean, still. You, but you don't, I mean, I mean, obviously, I think they met when filming Rocky Four. I think that's how that, okay. I think that's when. That, oh, was she, uh, was she the Russian? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. I but know, you didn't I recognize her from the, oh, come on, Ian. I, I haven't seen Rocky Four forever, but I knew I, I knew we were from somewhere. But, uh, but she's not a great actress. I could be wrong, but I thought that's when they started dating. But it might have been before that. I don't remember. But still, it's that's that's not great. But then, like, the dialogue. I mean, just the dialogue. Like, you have two types of dialogue in this movie. You either have, like, typical one-liner cliche. I mean, like, anytime he's... I mean, they have the whole cliche of, like, every cop that isn't Cobra or his partner is literally just the angry police captain. Right. Like, 
you don't play by the rules, Cobra, and the, you know the mayor's you know breathing down my neck about like like you know, or it's like the, the weirdest like improv dialogue between him and his partner where they're like talking about food. Like, it's so weird. Like when they're in the hospital and like they're, they're taking her food and he's like, "Here, you want some of this cheese?" It's like, "No, I want the cake." It's like, "No, you need to eat cheese." Like, what? What is this? What, what is this? What, what more do you want? I don't know. I, I will say though that the the villain, the the guy with like a a muscular jaw, which I've never seen before, <laughs> who everybody loves. I was reading like the letterbox reviews, and everyone's always like the the, the commonality is is love of the villain. I guess the night uh, the what night stabber or what's he called night slasher uh, night slasher I think that's... it's something like that yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's slasher yeah but uh but i mean he's awesome and he's intimidating and terrifying yeah uh i don't quite get what what the cult is about <laughs> i mean it doesn't I, I... matter it doesn't matter you're reading in all the wrong things i i guess i am i mean I will say that the action is usually, I mean, it's great because it's so over the top. And This movie I, is worth it for the opening scene alone. I mean, the opening scene is great. I mean, Now, it's, to be fair, that is the best part of the movie. So it does go downhill from there, but it doesn't go downhill very far. But again, it, 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 it continues, like, the high-octane action, like, the frequency where there's a lot of it. The funny part is at the very end where he, like, the, the one nerdy, like, uptight captain with the glasses is, like, um, or no, the bad guy is like, he's like taunting Stallone and he's like, you, you know, you can't kill me. You're a cop. It's like, dude, he just killed like 50 <laughs> of your cult mates back on the road. It's like, she clearly like has, has proven he doesn't care about killing criminals. But, uh, right. but no, like the, the cult, uh, I, I, I don't quite get what the, the motive was behind that. But I mean, I, I guess it doesn't matter. All they, nope. all they do is claim there, there's together. no plot to this movie. And there that's really what is. makes it better. Because okay. it doesn't matter. Like, it's not it, held down with, oh, there was a plot hole there. No, there is no plot hole because there is no plot. It's just <laughs> action true. pieces strung together, and that's all that it needed to be. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess. You have also yeah. the coolest possible handgun used in any movie ever. I mean, it is, it is cool. The, the problem is, like, you have cool stuff. You have the cool handgun. He you uses have... a matchstick as a toothpick. That's, like, the coolest thing ever. Uh, that The worst, the, the part that gets me about this is, like, if this movie was done, like, ironically, it would be perfect. Like, it'd be, like, the greatest, like, satire or, nope, like, Nope, nope, that would ruin cheek. it. Ruin it? But that's, a, that's the thing, though. Like, everything, he literally <laughs> smacks a jukebox to make it work because he's like, awesome this is, this, this is what stallone thinks is awesome like, it is <laughs> who's the coolest oh, person no. ever fonz uh, and what did fonz do hit the jukebox and it worked therefore that's the coolest thing you could possibly do now like to me like give me dirty harry any day dirty harry dirty was way great. more dirty, dirty like, harry is great i'm not gonna argue i prefer because dirty harry yeah. harry is effortless he, like stallone like when he goes to his apartment and, and takes out a slice of pizza, oh, that's the best cuts, part of the movie. Cuts it in half with scissors. <laughs> it's awesome. And then, he, and then he has his, his gun cleaning kit, which he keeps in a carton of eggs in the freezer. Like <laughs> it, it's just so random. And he keeps that's the awesome. sunglasses on and his leather gloves. Of like of course, of course you do. You always keep the sunglasses on. And his his license plate just says "Awesome 50. Right. Like, like, what's a high number? 50. Yeah. Awesome. Ultimate. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's so weird. 
It's got the best one-liner of any movie ever. Which one is that? I mean, he hit a million of them. Which one? No, I, that, that's true, but no. Crime's the disease. Now I'm the cure. Okay, yeah. Cause like, best I, line always, ever. Because that's the funny thing. Like, I've heard that a million times. It's such a cliche by now. I'm like, oh, I just figured, you know, it, like, it came out of nowhere, but it, it came from this movie. So it's like, oh, my God, it would. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course it and, comes from this movie. Uh, like, I forget what... The, the guy he sets on fire, he's like, you have the right to remain silent. Like, it's every, <laughs> every, like, SNL, like, family guy parody of your 80s action movie. Like, oh, it's, I don't, I, I don't know. I, it, it's so weird. I, I can see why people like you love it, but, uh, I, I, I'll take Dirty Harry, I'll take Commando, I'll take Demolition Man, I'll take, uh, Judge Dredd. That's fair. That's fair. But this is better. <laughs> yeah, I saw you gave it four stars, and then you gave Molly Molly's game three and a half. And different I about, movies. About to throw my computer out the window. <laughs> you can't. You can't do the same rankings for this different types of movies. I don't even know what type of movie this is. Exactly, an awesome one. <sighs> I, I guess this is like your Turbo Kid. Although I didn't love, like, I don't love Turbo Kid as much as you love uh, Cobra, obviously. But obviously there's a, I don't know, a different type of enjoyment to be had. Exactly. Different way to exactly. look at this movie. But yeah, it's, this was quite the experience. I'll give you that. Again, well, that's, the that's fact true. that it's 90 minutes and it just, it flies through and wastes no time is, was very very nice. So it's at least not even it. ninety minutes. It's eighty-seven no. minutes long. Yeah, not even and with credits. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this movie came out in nineteen eighty-six. It had. Let's see. It um. It's apparently this had a twenty-five million dollar budget. I don't see how it had a twenty-five million dollar. I mean, yeah, yeah there's a lot of like explosions and stuff, but that cheap. still just seems high. Yeah, uh, uh, Stallone must have just requested the biggest. Paycheck, I guess right? it made just about fifty million dollars, so you know it didn't. It did it did all right? Did pretty did pretty well. Um, it's got a two point nine rating on Letterboxd. It's got a five point eight on IMDb, and it has a very very misleading fourteen percent critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and forty two percent audience rating. On Rotten Tomatoes, which we all know how a bunch of crap Rotten Tomatoes is. Oh, you're not wrong, but I would figure the audience rating to be higher. I, it's it's garbage. Doesn't make it's any like a sense. It's letter, on Letterbox. It's like four and a half or two stars. Like there's, it's like one of those two. Mm-hmm. And um. Anyway, so that's uh, that's Cobra right there. Stallone 80s classic action movie. If you ever want to watch just the peak of an 80s action movie, it is it, Cobra. It, it definitely is. I, I will not disagree in one bit. That's And it's awesome. Um, Alright, so now moving on to the movie that Ian had me watch. I watched Molly's Game directed by Aaron Sorkin um, from 2017. This movie I remember like, I remember when it came out and yeah. I don't remember anything else. I don't remember well, t- seeing t- a trailer for this movie. I don't remember hearing at all about it. I just remember like seeing a poster or something. I remember it coming out, and then that's it. I didn't know anything about this movie. What's other other than poker was involved? That's about yeah, it, all I knew. 
2017 already was just a big and good year for movies. And I think year, it yeah. came out. I think it came out like right before, or right during like summer too, when there was like just like hit after hit. So it just got lost in the the frequency of all the movies. Yeah. Um. But so um, this movie is a, based off a true story about the real life Molly Bloom, who was actually like an Olympic level skier who uh, ended up somehow <laughs> running like this big, the most high stakes, high profile yeah. poker game in the world. Yeah. Like within a matter of just a few years. Like twice. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so definitely a very, very crazy real story. And it's one of those, I didn't, I wasn't even paying attention with this being a true story or not until I started watching the movie. And I was like, this is like, this is happening. Like it's a real, it's like a based off a true story. And then yeah. of course, yeah, I mean, obviously it is, but I wasn't really paying attention at first. And then it was like, okay, this, the, yeah, this was a true story. Of course. <laughs> um, it's a very interesting opening to this movie. I'll oh, give yeah. it that. Uh, it just, it opens with a five-minute-long scene of absolutely nothing to do with the rest of the movie until it's like, no, it actually does have something to do with the movie. But yeah, it ties in like thematically per- later. Personally like and emotionally, personally. it has something to do with the movie, but but uh, plot-wise, has nothing to do with the movie whatsoever. And it goes into yeah. the... I swear Aaron Sorkin... I swear there's 80,000 yeah. words of dialogue in the first five minutes. It's kind of like the social network where you just have this like yep. one scene, opening scene that like you don't know how it ties into the rest of it and it goes on forever. And then at the very end, it, it ties back in. You're like, oh, OK. The difference is it's all narration as opposed to a conversation dialogue yeah. between two people. That's the only thing I wasn't a big fan of with this movie. I, I get the narration. I'm not mm. a huge fan of narration for the most part. Sure. Um, well, I or, can't watch or, any CW show, really. Or at least not, like, character narration, if that makes sense. I'd rather no, have, like, a narrator narrate than yeah, yeah, the yeah. character. Um, so my, my only real flaw was kind of too much of that. And another reason why I don't like it is because most of the time if the character's narrating, even if it doesn't mean to be, it just comes off as just arrogant and pretentious and, like, uh, uh, patronizing. Okay. And and so that I almost feel like it's just Aaron Sorkin being like, look how good of a writer I am. I can make narration oh. be really good. And oh, it's just he, like, he, you know, he, I don't I don't care. And I know he, you're he doing that. And that kind of turns me off a little bit. I, I, I have many, uh, many people have cited that same criticism of, of him over the years. Uh, to but me, I've never thought what... that with any of his other movies. But and no, I've been a big fan movies, of but... him. If you watch a lot of his TV, like if you ever watch like the newsroom or Studio 60, like that's where I'd be like, okay, Sorkin, like tone it down. Like, because mm-hmm. like it, it all depends on the characters, I feel like, because it makes sense of social network because they're all Ivy League, smart, you know, Harvard kids. Right. It makes sense of a few good men because they're all, you know, again, Ivy League lawyers and the military and JAG and officers. But like when he tries to do like normal, everyday people, like in a newsroom, and then they talk like he writes. And then you add in a narration. Yeah, it does come off very like condescending and look how smart I am. It's and like, I, okay. I felt kind of like that with this character, even though they really try and establish how smart of a person she is with, oh, she's a genius with this and law thing with this and all that stuff. It's like, I don't quite get that same cool. feel as with some of those other characters. Okay. And, um, and so that was just kind of, 
it's such a weird performance by Jessica Chastain. Oh, love it though. I I think it's good, but I just I'm not quite sure how we're supposed to feel about this person because you're supposed to care about her, and then even like by the end, like Idris Elba's like, no, she's the victim of all this stuff, and and so are we supposed to feel like she's not done anything wrong and been the victim of all these other things? Like, yeah. are we supposed to feel that way? Because I didn't quite feel that way. I mean, we are because like the the, the whole rule about gambling is so stupid. Like the the sure. fact that like. Gambling becomes a crime as soon as you basically just take a percentage of the winnings. Like, it's so dumb. It, it's sure. so corrupt. But I, I mean, I get what you're saying. But no, I don't I got, know. Like, I, you're you're running this world of all these other not th- maybe not the best people. Sure, I can this get whole that, thing. It's, it's just like, like the whole thing just doesn't seem like you're this victim of. I don't know. It was just a weird feeling. It was trying to kind of paint the character as, but sure. then they kind of make her kind of aggressive and kind of kind of annoying in some parts and kind of like hard to deal with and like and so i it was just an odd character Mm -hmm. and it was it was just odd i couldn't figure out how i was supposed to feel about this character some parts of the movie i'm like oh yeah i really feel for this character and i i really like this character and then other parts was like ah you're kind of annoying and kind of a jerk now so it's like it was just an odd and then tapped with the narration on top of it Sure. It was just an odd character to connect with, at least for me. Even though I still liked, I liked overall. I did like the character, and yeah. I think and Jessica Chastain is great. Oh, she's um, fantastic! I'm not a huge fan of Jessica Chastain, and, and not nearly as much as you are. But but she's great. No, she's really really good in this movie. And very attractive in this movie too. Um, sure, and uh, um, Idris Elba is fantastic as well. Oh, he was my favorite part of this movie. I oh, thought he sure. did the best job as far as yeah, pure was, acting and everything. He was phenomenal. Every yeah, he was scene great. he was in, just he stole. Actually, like the interesting part is like, yeah, even though this is a true story, it's crazy. If you actually like go behind the scenes and read more into it, like it, it gets even crazier. Like the whole, like what actors are actually in the movie. Cause like, do you actually know who, like who, what actors are actually involved in the real story and who they kind of, I mean, I read some about it. But so you know, you know Michael Sarah. You know who he's supposed to he's be. He's supposed to be Tobey Maguire, right? Tobey Maguire, yeah. And then, um, although apparently when, not fully, like this movie's full of mixing characters from real sure. life, so yeah. nobody's really a fully accurate character. No, it's all uh, uh, amalgamations of different things. Like even Idris Elba's character is not a real character. Right. It's like yeah, uh, so. So that's kind of it's kind of weird, but that's mostly I'm pretty sure what he's supposed to be. Yeah, he's Which is now, so uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. Toby Maguire's a lunatic in real life, but um but no, like yeah, so Michael Sarah's yeah, we still to be love Toby him. Maguire. We still love of course. Uh, again, I, I, I he's just an actor. I I all I, I care about is how he is as, as an actor. Yeah, but um true. Most, you know, most guy, of them are like, lunatics in real life. Exactly. Almost you know, all the of them. one guy the one guy who uh takes her into the bathroom and like says how like he loves her and she's like, No, you need to stop emailing me. Mm-hmm. Uh that was Gene Simmons. Um, really? Later on. In the, wait, wait, yep. wait, wait. What? Yeah, the the guy who. Why is he like, like forty years old? Uh, I, I that I don't know. It Gene should be Simmons like sixty five. Like, exactly. Yeah. This but was maybe only like just, ten years ago, or twenty, yeah, know, whatever, he, ten, twelve years ago. Yeah, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons is like seventy five years old now. Yeah, I know, but like again, they kind of change things around. So like physically, he looks nothing like Gene Simmons. Right. But right. Gene Simmons is a creep, but uh, and then later He's on, also which, a genius, but yeah. Uh, yeah. 
He is. But uh, <laughs> later on when she talks about, like, uh, there was one guy who, like, says in a text message, like, he wishes he never had a family. Guess who that is? How do we know these things? I thought none of this stuff got out. No, it did. Like, she, she, wrote, uh, she wrote about it. There was, um, there was, like, there were people who, who were at these games who talked about it. Like, I know DiCaprio was at a lot of them. I know yeah, the Olsen twins. I saw twins. that. I saw that, uh, too. I forget. I think, uh, I think Jamie Foxx or some other uh, actor. But anyway. Um, no, the one guy who says like, he wished he never had a family is freaking Ben Affleck. How was that like the... But, I don't know. I thought those were on the hard drives that didn't get out, and that was the whole point of the end. Well, he's also said that in other situations, too, because oh, he's a okay. drunken... Well, that's, that's that is true. He's playing that character in that Gavin O'Connor movie coming out. <laughs> yeah, he was really method acting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but no, there, there's a lot of really cool like when you actually learn like who, just how many people were involved. Yeah, my other favorite part of this movie was was Michael Sarah's character. He was great. <laughs> he was great. Yeah. Uh, Michael Sarah was was awesome. All the poker stuff is really interesting. I, I just. I always find poker interesting. And movies about poker. Are See, I'm the opposite. I'm not a huge fan of, of poker movies. Oh, okay. It's just not real. But but sometimes it's sometimes it's good. Sure. Um, I forgot what else I was gonna say. But yeah, those those were great. As soon as I saw Kevin Costner's movie, I was like, oh, you've got to be I kidding me. And of course he's of that. course he's playing the worst person ever. So now I hate him even more. He's got because he's he had a. I like the scene at the end with him and. Um, That's the part that made me the most mad. Because I was like, "Oh, I knew it." I was like, "Dang it, Kevin! Uh, you made me like this scene. I hate I know. you for it." I was so it's angry just, about it. I was like, "Why do you make me care about this stupid father-daughter relationship with you and your stupid evil father?" And now I, now I care, and I'm mad that I care. Because Sorkin can write scenes. <sighs> like that. I know, and it bugs me sometimes. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to feel that way in that scene. That's that's a good scene. I don't like. Eh, anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, that that was great. Um, yeah, I mean, the the best thing in this movie is there's is scenes like that. There, there's yeah. that's where Sorkin's best. He's best at just he's best at just composing one scene of dialogue between two characters that there's yep. an emotional anchor somewhere. That that yep. that's the staple, and those are all the best scenes. Every For one sure. of, every one of the best scenes, it's basically something like that with or her one or two, the, you know, yeah. with two or three characters or whatever. Oh, the, like the scene, like when they first go to the the trial and it's about to begin, and like he hasn't come on as her lawyer yet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Why did like why didn't you release the names?" And she was like, "Cause I was worried people would get hurt." He was like, "Damn it, I knew you'd say that." He was like, "Now yeah. I have to represent you." Like, yeah, scenes like that. Uh, the other thing that doesn't make any sense. I mean, again, they they set this up, but in real life, it doesn't make any sense. Why in the world does she not just give the hard drives to be, to the to them? Why? Uh, Whole time at the end, I'm like, all right, you get off. You're not going to be guilty of anything, and you get all your money back. What is wrong with you? And even yeah. he said that. What is wrong? And I'm like, yes, what is wrong? And then she doesn't. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to respect that, but I don't. I think that's really stupid, especially if you're saying all that stuff is out anyway. Then that makes yeah. me even more mad. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe she regrets it too. I'm sure it she does. It seems like a really dumb someone. decision. And, and I'm not saying that she didn't get played and stuff because obviously that did happen. No, obviously, and, and I yeah, feel for that. But, yeah. but at that point, it's like, what? Yeah. yeah, I just I just don't. And then, of course, you're like, oh, it worked out in the end. It's like, well, not really. Um, no, I mean, yeah, you're still in debt. The, the government still wants you. It's like, yeah. It's like, so that whole thing just kind of left a eh taste by the end. Where I was like, that just, I mean, I, I, not movie-wise because I get it. It's the real story, so obviously. Yeah. But, um. It is a bit of her, like, trying to be, like, a martyr 
Yeah, and I was like, why? You, you've never been set up as a martyr character. They never set her up as someone like that. Uh, they, they, I mean, they, they, the only way she's set up like that is is in the course of the of that one job. Yeah. It's like there's nothing else to point to that as far as yeah. her character goes. So yeah. it like I feel like we could have used wasn't the, she wasn't something. in the Peace Corps, yeah, before like Yeah, or we could have used something along those lines to show this. Everything to set up her character is that she's kind of a jerk. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of weird then to kind of throw in at the end. And they tried to do it, but it was all trying to doing uh trying to set that that thing up from um or set that part of her character up, but all from like the one. Th- that's really the only thing. The, o- the only thing of her being this, uh, like martyr character, not wanting anyone else to get hurt, is really just from that one moment. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe her not wanting to collect from people. Yeah. I guess they try to do it with that, but that's kind of it. Yeah. But uh, but ultimately, it's a movie I didn't really think I was going to care much about, and ended up liking a lot more than I thought I was going to like it. Yeah, I and love it. that's only that's one hundred percent due to just Aaron Sorkin's really good writing. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Okay. So if uh, anyone ever is like, you should see this, or if Ian's ever like, all right, you're watching this movie and it has something to do with Aaron Sorkin writing it, and it's like, all right, sure, fine, sure, I'll definitely yeah, give it a shot. Bad. De- yeah. Definitely worth watching. So uh, no, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it as much at the end, but I enjoyed this movie. And it's definitely worth watching just to watch great dialogue scenes alone. Yeah. Uh, this movie came out in 2017. Got a uh, 3.6 on Letterboxd. It has a 7.4 on IMDb. It's got an 82% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and 84% viewer rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, pretty, pretty even. Pretty even. Um had about a thirty million dollar budget, and it only it made just under sixty million dollars. So again, we talked about though, kind of a tough, tough year. And apparently, opening weekend was December thirty first. Oh, never mind. Two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's like your big Christmas movies, and then your oh, quiet season, January time frame. Right. That is a tough. That's a tough time to be released. Yeah. Um. Okay. Very nice. So that does it for uh, all that other stuff. And now it is time to get into the actual episode. Or that we got to pick our new ones. Oh, right. Crap. I already clicked off the thing. You're right. I'm all over the place. That's why I'm here. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. Well, I know. I talk too long. I talk too long about that as well. Oh, Molly's game? Yeah. That's all right. Oh, well. All right, well, I guess you can go first then. Well, since you had me watch a very over-the-top, testosterone-filled... Oh, you can't do that. You literally had me watch Turbo Kid. That wasn't testosterone, like... It was over-the-top, but in a different way. I mean, do you want, do you want, more, <laughs> do you want something more sensical then? I don't. I honestly don't care. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Whatever, you know, whatever, whatever you want is, is all. Let's see. Uh, in that case... Okay, I'll go with my backup. I'm going to have you watch a movie that was directed by a woman, a movie that is very good. Oh, well, then best... then I won't see it because, yeah, everyone who thinks the way we do about movies is sexist. Right. No, this, <laughs> trust me, when you, hit, when you hear which director you understand, but no, this is a movie that's, it's I'm conflicted about because I love it as a movie. Technically, and like the source material it's about is 
completely inaccurate, but as a movie, it's very good. And that movie is The Hurt Locker. Okay. So, as when it comes to army stuff, it's terrible. Uh, there's, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize this at the time, but ever since joining the army, I'm like, holy crap, none of this actually is real or how it works. But movie-wise, directing, character, I mean, immersion, it is so good. Like, I mean, she... Catherine Bigelow nails it and just hits it out of the park in terms of like you feel like you are just in sand, hot, laying down and like in the Middle East, like in this armor, whatever that they're wearing. Uh, Jeremy Renner is fantastic as always. Of course. Oh yeah, um, and it was his birthday yesterday, so that was cool. That's right. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so happy birthday to him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's great. Um, there's so many cameos in this movie. It's incredible. Like you'll watch it and you're like, whoa the amount of like big name actors are in this movie. But uh, no, it's, it's a very interesting. It's, it's a different type of war movie. It's a really kind of psychological look into kind of like modern war. But uh, no, I think you'll like it. Okay. Very intense. Very nice. Um, yeah, that's one I hadn't seen yet. So that, that is... Um, definitely need to. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Well, for you, Ian, I'm going to go about as far opposite as possible from Cobra. Okay. Classic? Okay, or or okay. Do you want me to go as far away as possible, or stick with a uh, not not as cheesy, but another kind of along the same lines of Cobra? Uh, let's go far as possible. Far as possible. All right. You're watching uh, one of the all-time greats. Um, I don't like it as much as everyone oh. else does. Everyone else says it's like the top five greatest movies of all time. I wouldn't quite put it that far. But I do think it is a good movie, and it's definitely one you need to see. It's more one you definitely need to see. Um, you're going to watch Vertigo. Oh, okay, Vertigo. By okay. Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. It's what most okay. people would say is his ma- masterpiece film. I personally like Psycho better, but I understand. Yeah, I, would say, I would say more people say Psycho. No, 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 no. More people say Vertigo. Psycho is more popular, but Vertigo is, I think it's maybe. ranked okay, maybe somewhere in the top five all-time greatest movies, like on AFI's greatest movies. I'm pretty sure it's in the top five. It's definitely in the top ten. Um, it's a very bizarre movie. It might be kind of confusing, um, watching on first viewing, um, because there's a lot that happens and not all of it is perfectly straightforward. You, there's a lot of figuring out as you're watching this movie because it's kind of a, it's kind of, it's a mystery story. It's like a suspense thriller mystery. I don't even know how it's to describe it, but it's beautifully shot like the scene composition is some of the best you'll ever see i had whole classes talking about like the use of color and the way production design was like the way scenes are physically set up and everything like all that stuff it's just a master class as far as filmmaking goes great performance by james stewart and kim novak they're just amazing characters um it's got a, a really really good twist in it that is not easy to see coming um pretty pretty interesting ending but it's 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 very good and uh it, again i don't it's not i don't think it's quite as high as a lot of other people do but it's definitely one that needs to be seen i think yeah. by any any film person and i think i think you'll enjoy it it's because I, I i think it's a very very good movie yeah awesome no, i'm definitely lacking in my hitchcock Mm-hmm. I mean, I am too. I haven't seen nearly enough either, but but I have seen this one, and so so there we go. Nice. All right. So for next week, I'm watching Hurt Locker, and Ian's watching Vertigo. Very nice. 
All right. Now, time to move on and talk about our Batman 1966 episode from this week. We watched pretty weird one. True or False Face and Holy Rat Race. Those are the two episodes in this. And um, and would it be safe to say this is the most bonkers one we've watched yet? Ooh, of the, of the Adam West one? Yeah, huh. as far as weird and making absolutely no sense. <sighs> Look, nothing makes sense in this episode. Nothing. No, the plan doesn't make sense. It... Nothing makes any sense. But weren't we saying that last week or the last time we did Adam West? Uh, we did the no, Joker. Remember, yeah, remember it was Joker at the high school. That's true. Yeah, that didn't make sense either. That that's that's true too. Uh, but at least I still like. But at least like, yeah. Well, yeah. No, it, I, I, it didn't I, make I, sense either. But I still might give it to that. But you know, you're right. This one's definitely weird too. But at one point, he robs banks for money, and then he's robbing a paper thing to get money the paper that money is printed on and then the plan that batman and the commissioner decide was his plan is to rob the banks because they even say why would he rob banks if he's going to print counterfeit money and they say because he's going to rob the banks and then replace them with counterfeit money to flood the market which that makes no sense and then also when he does rob the bank at the end he does not have any counterfeit money with him yeah no nothing 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 makes sense at least not in sight yeah (laughs) <laughs> but um but we got very weird very weird villain false face very underutilized batman villain and i think i think it's great that's the best yeah. part of this episode the villain is awesome yeah like he's a villain that like could still work like nowadays like with a little you know modern twist or whatever it's like he can still be relevant and like i think work is you know more so than or just as much as, you know, the Riddler or any type of other crazy Batman villains. Like, yeah. I wonder why we don't see more of him. Yeah, he's from the comics, too. It was not yeah. one that was created for this show. It, it is a character from the comics. and um, yeah, a, a bad guy that can, like, you know, take on anyone's face is like, absolutely. I mean, obviously, he's kind of dethroned by Clayface as far that as that true. kind that of being yeah. the character trait. But this is done. That makes sense. I was going to say this is done in a more realistic way. It's not necessarily like, true. But... More so than a guy who's, you know, like sentient clay that can right. take an ape. Um, so, all right. Th- this kind of episode starts with, um, again, okay, that's another thing that doesn't make any sense. He's constantly, like, giving notes about yeah. him stealing stuff, and then he's, like, standing right there. Yeah. And then always escapes by just random objects he has in his hand being able to turn into smoke bombs. Yeah, he he uses his smoke bombs like they're freaking going out of style. But it, it happens later when they're he's robbing the armored truck and is moving the money into the truck, and then all of a sudden one of the bags of money just is an explosive bomb that he throws <laughs> down. It's like, he didn't know Batman was going to be there. That That's definitely not a pre-rigged bag of money. Yeah, I, I can't tell if he just gets lucky or like if he just plans like five steps ahead like constantly. Oh man. Um so the cops and everything are 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 in this or not the cops, but they're they're in this like Gotham City like exhibit uh thing with this like uh crown. Yeah, it's a, a queen or a princess has a crown that uh it's gonna be on display and a note comes to Chief O'Hara saying he false face is gonna rob the crown 
Yeah, it's like a it's like, like a quote, but like a like a incorrect quote. Yeah, it's it like says a famous all quote that glitters been... is gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, which which they say that oh, that's his trademark. His trademark is false quotes. Quotes, yeah. Um, but but that's the only time he uses something with a false quote. So it doesn't seem yeah, like yeah. much of a trademark. Um, <laughs> and so then he ends up appearing there dressed up as some other guy and then takes off a fake beard and then it turns which, into a snow- smoke bomb. Which is funny because when he takes off the fake beard, he almost takes off his full face. I don't know if you saw. Right, like, yeah, he, yeah. He like wobbles. Like you can tell, you can tell he's always like, oh. Because for those of you that don't know, false face, he wears like this clear plastic mask over his yeah. face or, or it's like yeah. just painted to look like a face. But it's like plastic, yeah, it's plastic. thing. But I guess the thought behind it is that thing makes him able to take on anyone else's face. Possibly. I don't see what the point of that face thing is. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that would make know. it more difficult to. Yeah, why not just always like never have like a uh, like one face, like always right. have a different face so you can never be identified. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that doesn't really make any sense, but somehow it, it, it helps. Do. And so, yeah. basically, he just appears with all the cops right next to him. and just like, hello, here I am. I'm That's gonna, a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this. And then, yeah, of course, he explodes his beard that he pulls off <laughs> and then runs away. Now, he does not take the crown. He just runs away. The princess yeah. then goes after him, and then her cloak turns into a giant pillow. And it, it blocks the doorway. Yeah. So, now we find out that she's involved not the real princess it's the fake one and of course that blocks the police from getting through this giant like a uh, this giant inflatable yeah. um so they they then drive away and we get a car chase which is i think only the second time we've seen a car chase we saw one in the mr freeze episode oh yeah and, yeah yeah uh, we got a couple of this episode yeah yeah episodes. yeah we got a lot of car stuff in this episode That's so great. you know cops you know, so they they get in the car and and it looks like a police car, but then it turns out that it it actually can just change in anything, because so the car is just like him, or he can change it into other things, because he changes it into yeah. like a uh, like a bakery truck or something. Yeah. And um, of course, he also has like a baker's costume on, and then of course they lose the cops because they they didn't know that it, could, that it could do that, even though it's false face. And they all know who False Face is. But anyway, like really, you should just arrest anybody within like a like a half mile radius. Yeah, isn't it case. like you shut down like a block <laughs> radius or something? Yeah, you know, don't let anyone out of the building. Like, yeah, we, we'll get into that later. Uh, we've yeah, gotten yeah. into that every episode. You know, the cops very, very, very good. Um, oh, right. So then, of course, they're they're all happy that oh, good thing that the crown didn't get stolen. But of course, the crown's a fake. <laughs> So False. why was False Face there in the first place? We don't know. Um, I don't know. He, he could have just swapped it out, and no one would ever be the wiser. Yeah, I don't know why he had to show up if He's he was if he'd already taken it, but he did. Once credit. So of course, and also this is one of the first times we see like the crime actually happen, and then them have to call Batman. I think it's happened maybe once before here, but That's it doesn't it doesn't usually happen that way. Like you kind of just know. hear about it. Um, so of course they have to call Batman. And, you know, Dick is working on his uh, learning about different trees. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the most boring thing ever. <laughs> My God. Uh, th- th- those are the best parts, though. It's great. It is. Yeah. Just because I can totally imagine this Batman 
making Dick learn about all the different trees. Mm-hmm. Then when he complains about it, he like says that like nature is you know some like poetic term about how nature is like the voice of history or something. Right. Like, <laughs> so on par. Uh, so of course you know they go to the headquarters and um all of a sudden a messenger arrives with a note from Falseface and it says I intend to give money to a defenseless little girl. And many things with this. One, <laughs> apparently it turns out that he always says the opposite of what he means, which right. which is fine. But I thought his calling card was misdoing quotes. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> but I guess now his thing is writing opposite notes. I guess. Also, you don't immediately like grab the person who gives you a note from Falseface. Yeah, they like, just what? like go over and just start reading and just completely ignore the guy until he uh like gives him a hint or something yeah and then of course they're and and they decide that of course it means he's gonna take money from a well-defended boy which means the lad armored car company so very good detective work there and of course they also realize that the messenger is disguised even though <laughs> it's clearly not that that's my favorite part of all the disguises in this is they literally just use other actors yeah. And then all of a sudden, the next scene, they just pull little, off her yeah, face, and you're like, yeah, you know, like Mission Impossible. Um, pretty much, yeah. This did it first. Real. It did, it did. <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, the messenger is not only, like, a 60-year-old man, but it's now the tiny little Blaze. woman. Yeah. <laughs> and her name is Blaze. Although, she does turn back into a man when she jumps out the window, and it is <laughs> clearly a stunt double. Yeah, I was getting to that. Um, <laughs> okay. And so, you know, they're going to grab her, but instead, they don't grab her. They just let her walk around the room until she dives out of the window, where there's this giant inflatable just sitting fair, out there. That to be, They're to at be, police headquarters. Nobody noticed this giant inflatable here or, like, the people driving away. Yeah, I mean, I, to, to their credit, I mean, they just probably thought no one would be able to pull something off like that. Well, that's fair. Um yeah, then a man jumps out of the window and then turns <laughs> into Blaze again, and they uh, they drive away. Um, I do love how later in that scene, at like False Faces' uh, lair or whatever it was, he just has that red wig on. Yeah, what was that about? I, I don't know. He doesn't like have the... any other costume on. He just has the like plastic oh. face, and he yeah, just like has the... this red wig. It's like the wig from like Annie. Yeah, it's weird. I know it does. <laughs> It's very funny, and he's got a counterfeiting crew. I guess and... they're all wearing red sweaters, so well, there's I a theme that, there. I guess that's true. I don't know. Um. So anyway, Batman and Robin they uh they go to the the base for the armored armored car company, and they find out that one was late to pick up a shipment for money at the bank. So of course they go there, and trucks being loaded, but they recognize that it's false face. <laughs> And this is one of the best parts of the whole episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. He realizes it's false face because only a criminal would callously park in front of a fire hydrant. <laughs> I do love that scene. That is amazing. That is what makes this show incredible. Because, of course, it's a law that Batman would know, like, the back of his hand. Of course. We saw it in a few episodes ago when he pulls into a parking thing and there's a sign yeah. that says no parking. So he's like, oh, I got to move it around. And it's like, no, the a crime's being committed. Come on. And it's like, it's like no. the cop comes over. He's like, no, Batman, it's fine. No exception. Uh, so that was uh, that, that was great. And that's how oh, he knows sure. that it's uh, him. Another interesting thing is that's the only time we actually see the actor's face who plays 
uh, False Face. That actually is oh, the actor. Okay. It's the actor um, Malachi Thro- uh, Throne. Malachi Throne. And uh, he's great. I mean, he's he fantastic. Because, again, you don't see his face the whole time, but it doesn't even it's matter. Like his his yeah. acting, his like, uh, body acting is just great. He commits to it, yeah, for sure. So uh, then that's where we get the part where he throws down a bag of money and it turns it into a smoke bomb. A smoke bomb, yeah. Don't know how. He's just got like a smoke bomb. Like everything is made of a smoke bomb just in case. Right, right. Well, that's smart. That's smart. That's Batman level smart right there. That's true, yeah. Uh, So, of course, he and Blaze drive away and we get another car chase with the Batmobile going after him. I'm telling you, we get a lot of car action in this episode. I guess that the director of this episode must have been like a like had done some like chase movies or something because yeah it's like they really like whenever they could. Hmm, that's a good point. Let's look this up. The director is William something. It's William A. Graham. Yeah. And let's see what else he did. He did he did Return of the Black Lagoon. Okay. Uh, which nah. was many years after this. he did uh, episodes of the X Files. Okay. Um. Let's see. Yeah, it doesn't look like a lot of test. Let's see what he did. He did a lot of stuff after this. So let's see what he did before this. like a car enthusiast or something. Um, Maybe he like just seen the French connection for, oh no, that came out after this. No. Yeah, that was after, it was 70s. I don't know. Yeah, he didn't, I don't know. He did a handful of just different TV shows. I don't know any of these shows, so. Huh. Oh, he did uh, six episodes FBI. That has cars in it, so maybe, yeah, maybe uh, and the Fugitive TV show. So I'm sure that has some car stuff in it as well. Probably yeah, not is. not a just kind of a bunch of TV stuff before then. So okay. Anyway, Weird. um, but yeah, there's a lot of car action, which is fun. Oh, it's fun, yeah. But this time, of course, it's a trap set up by False Face. So they trap the Batmobile in this alley, and then uh, they they stop it because <laughs> there's a Boy Scout. Helping an old lady across the street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's really just the midget who's in this crew. <laughs> and then false face dresses the old lady, which is, that's that's hilarious. That made me I laugh. mean, he's quick, yeah. And uh, so, of course, that leads into a big fight. Um, But somehow, false face and Blaze, they, uh, they disappear right as the cops show up. Well, Not yeah. Really sure he... where they went. Well, no, no, no. But they disappear first. And uh, all the crew right. is taken, but then all of a sudden, Chief O'Hara. They both pop out and they grab Chief O'Hara, and False Face assumes the look of the chief, and then uh, they take the chief. So now yeah. False Face is uh, infiltrating the cops as Chief O'Hara. Which, um, where did he get this costume from? That I don't know. He is so freaking quick about he, not just being able to change I, his He face, changes the but, clothes yeah. every time he does it. And I don't know where he gets all these clothes from because he doesn't have them before. And he's then, not he's not wearing like five layers underneath like his clothing that he is wearing. Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. But we do yeah. get to see Chief O'Hara do something different for the first time. That's true. Which is great. It's actually in the episode, uh, like you know, not just in the beginning, at the very end. Right. Uh, Stafford Rep, uh, Rep, the guy who plays Chief O'Hara, he actually gets to act. I know. In in this, and he does a great job. Yeah, good for him. Acting as uh, as false face being chief o'hara and that's that's an awesome awesome moment whenever that's going on yeah um so they they of course had the the note and they're looking over the note that they got before at the beginning 
and uh, that's when they determine that it's it's uh, like money that's or uh, paper that's used for money. Yeah, they have to put on the back computer or whatever. Right, right. They use the bat analyzer or whatever bat it is, yeah. and um, so of course there's like only one place that the paper is made at this uh, official banknote printing company. It's top sure. secret. It's top secret, and we know that because everything on the building says top secret or keep out. <laughs> There's literally a sign that says money, paper, storehouse, keep out. <laughs> Just so we're clear as to what this uh, what this is. There's exclamation points everywhere. It's great. That's pretty great, right? yeah. So, of course, they go there because they're, they're going to stake the place out for when they come to rob it because they figured out they're going to rob that. Because, sure. of course, they're all about counterfeiting. Makes sense. Sure. Um, and, you know, Blaze shows up, and they start to steal the paper with the uh, the crew. And um, they, of course, we never, the crew was taken away to jail in the previous scene. But now yeah. they're back with false face. I, so I we thought, can, like, uh, I mean, you got to assume that he is Chief O'Hara freed yeah, them. Yeah, he but I don't have. think that's how freeing criminals works. Just one person goes in. You know what? We're gonna free them. I don't think that's how it works. Uh, who knows? He must have like been like, "Oh, take these prisoners here," and then maybe his other goons took out the maybe. Dra- I mean, yeah, they kind of leave it up to the point is don't think about it. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so they, uh, they, oh shoot! So they they show up and then um, they leave those two. But they they are able to grab Blaze in this yeah. this uh, this little moment. So they take her back to police headquarters, and they're all there interrogating her. Of course, Chief O'Hara is actually false face, and they say he has a toothache. That's why he's not talking very much. <laughs> which which again is smart because he he can't change his voice. He can change everything else, but not the voice. Yeah, they they at least don't go that far. Give him credit. Uh, so. And then Blaze tries to tell him she doesn't know what's going on and that, you know, he doesn't tell anybody. And so, uh, but at some point she says she will bring them or she'll help them find false face, bring him to the lair or whatever. So of course O'Hara is going to come along with some, with some cops and, and Gordon is like, that's a great idea, chief, which is, (laughs) which is funny. Um, so Blaze takes them to the subway station and she says that's the headquarters, but then she, of course, gasses Robin, and a candy machine gasses Batman. So we're still yeah, using those gimmick machines from the last episode. Oh, you're right. Yeah, because she wanted uh, she wanted a candy bar, and Batman right. was nice enough to get her one. <laughs> yeah, but he said she should be eating fruit. <laughs> of course, yeah, I mean, fresh fruit, gonna... much 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 healthier. He's he's right. Yeah. He is. He is. Uh, so of course, false face then shows up and that's an awesome kind of look when he like appears in the back of that machine. That's pretty creepy. Yeah, it's really creepy. Yeah. That's, that's a great shot right there. Oh yeah. And, uh, he ties Batman and Robin to well, the, it, uh, to he doesn't, the train he doesn't tie them. He, uh, he uses some type of like, I guess it's supposed to be like cement or something. It's saran it wrap. Clearly <laughs> saran wrap. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even try. It's supposed to be like plastic cement, but yeah, like uh, quick drying cement. Like they yeah, use no, them. it's 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 saran wrap. Um, <laughs> and then of course now Blaze feels bad because she doesn't want to kill them, but uh, so she tries to apologize. And of course he is gonna apologize because every single woman on this show is an idiot 
I mean, and, and even the villain, even the villains have to like be. Oh, they were too stupid to know any better. It's yeah, like... it's, it's they're really starting to push it. Like how yeah. many times they have the, the the dumb female who's well, just like Ian. I'm sorry, it's not going to stop. Um, no, I know, I know. I which I, I also don't mind. It's it's kind of it's kind of awesome. it's kind of nice. Um, because we will we will never see that today. Right, right, right. Um, and it's it's funny. But uh, so you know now they're gonna get run over by a train, and we see the train coming at him. Or more accurately, we hear train noises and see we a see light lights. standing yeah. still in, in the tunnel. It didn't quite have the budget for a train. No, no. Um, so that's how the first episode ends in that cliffhanger. But uh, so how are they going to get out of this? They're saran wrapped to train tracks with <laughs> not a train coming coming at them. So they're really in trouble now. <laughs> but uh, so then we go to the Batcave and Alfred is dusting. And the thing he's dusting, the giant lighted Lucite map of Gotham City. Mm-hmm. So very specific there. And then a random radio message comes uh, that says it's to the friends of Batman. And it says, many are called, but two are chosen. Be receptive. <laughs> Which makes no sense. Even in the context of what happens next, it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. But somehow that makes Alfred want to contact Batman. I mean, hey, I was don't know yeah, why. Had to make it happen somehow. But uh, so then Batman asks for him to short circuit the transmitter, and uh, he, he's like, "Well, sir, that would break the, that would break the the bat transmitter." And he's like, "Alfred, um, we're I've always thought we have like this mutual um, <laughs> acquaintanceship, and I would never order you to do anything, but basically." do this please <laughs> yeah it's such a weird scene it's, it's so like they make strange. such a big deal out of it and then it's like i'm sorry batman even if you would be like a train's coming do it now it's like <laughs> i know <laughs> like that's all you need to say so alfred then shorts it and of course it like blows up and it doesn't yeah. blow up batman's face or anything but it just nope. blows up the saran wrap that's on one so of you the get arms. one hand free so yeah. then he's easily able to just pull out of the other saran wrap and then do it uh to to robin as well and and they get out just in time um false face then blames blaze so he's not happy with her because he blames her for uh their escape doesn't and kill her but yeah, does, blames doesn't her. really make sense at the time but because no, uh, he was with her yeah right right because we find out that she was the one who somehow planted the radio message which doesn't make any sense because she so, had just left from that spot a few yeah, seconds they, they, before with him. Somehow she ditched him, went all the way to the other side of town to the radio station and bought – like there's a transaction involved of <laughs> money for a spot. Then it had to be written up, like typed up and said over the air all in that period of time. I'm sorry. Doesn't check out. Yeah, it all check happens out. off screen. Yeah. I'm like uh, – I'm like Sam Rockwell in Richard Jewell. The time of the phone call does not check out with him being able to get from one side to the other. It just doesn't. The reference only you get because I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, which is a shame. You need to see it. A lot of people did. Apparently it flopped. What? It's great. Yeah, I know. Apparently it's one of the biggest flops of the year, unfortunately. Well, it's your fault because you didn't go see it. <laughs> yeah, um, then it would have made a billion. It would have. It's, it, it's a great movie. Anyway, that has nothing to do with this. So, um... So that's going on. Batman, of course, um, they, they've gotten out. And they're they're back at the Batcave. Alfred stitching the glove that Batman has while he's wearing it, which is 
interesting. And uh, that's when he tells him, yeah, yeah, it just seems unnecessary. And so <laughs> they real that's when he tells him about the radio message. So they're like, oh, let's try and figure out who sent it. So they go, of course, to the radio station and says it was a woman who just, you know, came in, but she didn't say her name and she had green hair. And of course, that's how they know that it's Blaze. Course, Blaze. She's always wearing a different wig in uh, right. each of the scenes yeah, no we've, one, seen, her in, no we've one, seen her in. Yeah. No one had green hair back in the 60s. Yeah, not really. It wasn't really a thing. It's now and day. So, of course, O'Hara somehow gets back to police headquarters. He says he was in a garbage scowl, but I still don't know how he was rescued. I guess he he was knocked out and just woke up. Yeah, I guess. But he's back, and that's, you know, they find out about Fallsface being uh, the police chief. Yeah, he's back so he can go back to being incompetent and unneeded. Yeah, not really. Um, <laughs> he was actually more helpful as false face. Than I, he I know. <laughs> he <laughs> got what he's done. Without it. <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, Blaze also left another clue with the station manager when she gave him the, the, the money or the check. She said, you can bank on it being false. Which doesn't make any sense why you would say, and it doesn't make any sense why if that's your clue, you just hope that the person you gave to remembers yeah. that quote. It anyway. It, but Maybe the check the check was for the the Gotham National Bank, so that's of course Batman deduces that's where False Face is gonna uh, plant his counterfeit money in the bank. That's not what happens though, because um, uh, False Face, of course. Hello. Oh yeah, sorry. Okay. Um. So anyway, so they've determined that the, uh, you know, that he's gonna rob Gotham National Bank because that's where the check was from, and they deduce that's where False Face is gonna plant the counterfeit money. That's not what happens though. Um. I know. False Face, of course, he has disguised himself as a night guard, and gets the whole gang in. Again, they've been put into custody, but now they're not in custody, so, sure. you know, that's fine. Um, but, you know, as they're trying to get through the vaults, Batman pops out from the inside. Out in the vault, yeah. <laughs> so, not a very good vault. And also, no. False Face Gang, they have empty bags with them. Like, they're yeah, going they, to steal we, all the money. Not They yeah, don't we, have we the never... counterfeit money with them. Yeah, they don't bring anything with them other no. than the empty bags. So no, so why did they try and rob the – anyway, it doesn't make – why did they try and rob the paper place earlier? It, it doesn't make any sense. No. But, uh, of course, they, they're they fighting with the, with the midget guy fighting O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, O'Hara is, like, like sitting down, all... and the other cops are standing there just, like, watching it happen and not helping or yeah, anything. Yeah, like, why is that's, nobody helping him? That's, that's pretty funny. Um. And uh, but of course they the bad guys escape. Batmobile of course got got to go after the got to go after him. Another car chase scene. Car chase. And they go into like a abandoned movie studio, and uh, there's a net though that falls down in front of him, so the Batmobile can't go anymore. But Batman of course uses his bat blaster and which is a freaking laser. Yeah, this laser that he uses <laughs> to cut the net, which of course falls on the gang, so it works pretty well. 
And then they have an inflatable Batmobile as a decoy, which again, where'd this come from? How'd they get it set up? And how'd they get it out there this fast? How does it look so real? Like, it, I mean, right. It's, uh, I don't it doesn't know. make any sense. But um, so false face, of course, blows it up and he thinks he got him. But then they appear and he's like, I thought I blew up the Batmobile. And it's like, no, that was just an inflatable. It's like, oh, which, like, it's okay. inflatable, but then it leaves like this weird wire. Like, right. <laughs> In like interior, like <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But uh, and then of course, so they have him and Blaze, and he has also handcuffed Blaze into the car. Which I don't know when that happened, but I don't know either. Um, <laughs> then he is like ejected out of the back on a motorcycle, even though he goes from sitting in the seat to riding the motorcycle out of the back and the Batmobile is parked behind the truck. <laughs> but, but when the motorcycle shoots out of it, there's no Batmobile there. Yeah. A little continuity. So there. That doesn't really make any sense because the Batmobile should be blocking that way, but yeah, it, it doesn't somehow. So now false face has gotten away and they of course are chasing him and uh, they're through movie sets and whatever. And then they find there's a cowboy there for some reason yeah, they're like on an old western right. set. Right, and and uh, then of course they they realize that's false face. So then chasing him again, and we got Gordon O'Hara and Batman and Robin chasing him, and uh, he goes into one of the stores, and Gordon goes to follow him, and, and then Gordon comes out, but that's it's false face pretending to be Commissioner Gordon again. We have a moment where not only has he changed the face, but all of the clothes and the hat. He's changed as well. He did not have a bag with him no. when he ran away, but somehow, he's, he's, and it's a perfect like, duplicate of the suit that Commissioner Gordon has on. He's got like Iron Man, like nanotech technology that can just like form anything. He must. He must. Maybe he's got <laughs> Spider-Man symbiote suit. Who knows? There you go. Yep. Uh, and of course, he's holding up a handkerchief to his face to, you know, because, you know, try and cover the face. And Batman knows now that it's... It's false face because Gordon is right-handed and false face is holding it in his left hand. Again, you really think it would take Batman less of these very small clues to figure out this stuff, but at least he's smart enough to figure out the hard-to-figure-out clues. He's just not smart enough to figure out the obvious clues. Yeah, or, or just smart enough to be like, okay, he went in this building, whoever's in this building, like one of them has to be... Right. Uh, what's his face? False face. Uh, so, of course, they're able to grab him. They arrest him, and uh, Blaze is happy about that. Now, so everyone's won. Now, later, we cut back to Wayne Manor, and Blaze shows up rehabilitated. (laughs) Now, there's many things I want to talk about this scene. Okay. Okay, she aided and abetted an attempted murderer and a bank robber. They've kidnapped people. Yep. I'm no, like, legal expert, but I would assume that's, like, at least 10-plus years of jail time Yeah, as an because, associate for this. Because here's the thing. Like if, you, like, if you were to get caught doing all that stuff and, like, your partner who you were helping was still at large, you could reduce your sentence by helping them, like, helping the police catch them. Right. But false face has already been caught. Well, I guess she, like, they, well, she kind of helped with doing the, she did, but like, the, she the radio like, thing. But it was like it was never a deal with like right, right, right. Like normally, yeah, you can cut a deal and help your sentence, but right. keep in mind, like it's already done. 
And even with like good behavior and stuff, it's going to be at least five plus years. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> if not, you know, 10 plus years. Those are all like felonies. So what time, how long has it been now that she comes waltzing back in after being at the Wayne Foundation Rehabilitation Clinic or whatever it was? I don't know. Do they say? No. It, it's, it literally seems like the next day or next week. It, 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 I mean, it definitely does, yeah. But her hair is different. But there's no way. Like, she's been in jail she for like the, 10 years. And I guess she went to the same uh, like program that the, the high schooler chick went to. Yeah, but at least she hadn't really done that much. She just kind of. Yeah. I mean, she had, you know, been with the Joker and, and it kind of helped in the kid. Well, I yeah, guess she, she kind of like, did. She was but, taken advantage of. But she didn't do as much as this one did. Yeah, she wasn't like a full blown accomplice, and, but yeah. And so she's been released on on probation, or on parole. And then she said, "They're like, what are your plans now?" And she's gonna go to New Zealand to live with her brother, who's a sheep farmer. One, there couldn't be a more ridiculous thing picked. Two, no, you're not. You're on parole. Yeah, you're you're not leaving the state, let alone the country. <laughs> So that didn't make any sense either. Yeah, um, the, the, the New Zealand thing was very random. It is very random. Um, but that's uh, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So it's a very interesting episode. It's not the best uh, story script written wise at all. Um, but yeah, the villain's great. The villain's the plot, great. The whole yeah story kind of plot scheme isn't the tightest. No, it's 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 not, and uh, which is which is a shame because it's pretty fun, pretty fun villain and everything. It just isn't done that well. Is this the only time he uh, appears? Yeah, I'm looking that up right now. I believe so. Yeah, it is. Unfortunately, they make a whole. That's sad because like they make a whole big deal, a big deal at, uh, at the end of it, where he's like, "I'll be back," and like yeah. you know, you have the best of me. It's like, oh, okay. And it's like, oh, he even come back. Yeah, it is a shame because it's a it's a good villain. False face is a good villain, and I would like yeah. to see more of him. But unfortunately, yeah, like that's he, all we get. He might have been more popular, like just in Batman lore in general. If they maybe used it more. Yeah, I'm not sure why they didn't. I'm not sure why they yes. they didn't uh, they didn't use maybe, him like again. maybe like the ratings like just didn't do that well for this episode. They're like, oh, bring back the more iconic Batman villains. That's why we get ba- uh, Catwoman yeah. in next one. Um, well, this actor who plays false face Malachi, uh, Thrawn and in the first episode, he's literally credited as a question mark. It says yeah, like false I face played by question mark, which he was not happy about. Um, uh, I, I'd imagine as an actor. Yeah. And in the, you know, the credits, the closing credits for the last episode, then he's actually identified, but that's, he wasn't okay. too happy about that. Yeah. Most people have turned off by then. He was in Star Trek. An episode of Star Trek, I think. Um, Surprising. Or maybe it was the first movie. I don't remember. But he's in something in Star Trek. And uh, um, and then he's only in the scene, of course. You only see him when he's in the armored car things. And um, let's see. What are some other ridiculous things? Oh, yeah. Some other interesting things. It was kind of ba- – it was obviously based on the – Comic character false face. There's a bunch of different variations of the character. Its first appearance was in 1942. And um, this version, though, was inspired by one that appeared in Batman number 113 from 1958. But apparently they used false face in an episode of Batman the Animated Series. 
or not Batman and uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold. I was gonna say, and okay. um, and they used a character uh, type, a version of the character in Batman Beyond as well. Huh. So has been used in some other stuff, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much all for like trivia stuff for this episode. Okay, but um, yeah, so not a bad episode, not a great episode, but it could have been. It's one of those episodes where it's like that should have been much better because it was such a great villain. Yeah, especially yeah, especially all the effort they went to mm-hmm. with, with all the uh, car chases too. Yeah, because he's he's awesome. Oh yeah, awesome villain. All right. Well, that does it for that episode. Next week, we're going back to uh, the uh, Batman animated series. We're changing up. Now we're cutting it down from four episodes to three episodes, which actually works out perfectly for the rest of season one. Oh, um, yeah. It, there's literally like th- um, it, it, there's like nine more episodes, I think, of season one or something like that, or 12 or something. So it, it fits perfectly, actually. Yeah. That's a so good idea. Um, it'll work out well. And uh, it'll be some interesting ones next week. We got two not good episodes and one great episode. Oh. Uh, for next week, we're going see no evil, and then okay. beware of the gray ghost, and then prophecy of doom. Okay, so yeah. We have two kind of eh episodes and one of the best episodes. Yeah, I know to, which uh, one you like. Yeah. To talk about next week, so that's gonna be fun. I'm gonna enjoy yeah, yeah. enjoy talking about those. So that's gonna be next week. Um, make sure and follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review for all the links to all the episodes and also just other thoughts on Batman news, comic book news, pop culture, Star Wars, all that stuff. And follow me on Twitter at Mark Markbrand. Uh, follow me at Ian Barkpark. You can do that as well. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have. Any final thoughts, Ian? No, hopefully we'll get that Morbius trailer soon. And, yeah, everything oh will be gosh. made right. <laughs> I'm just, it's like New Mutants. I'm surprised they're still going through with that. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. (laughs) It was a lot of fun, and we'll talk to you next week.